Good evening, Randy Lake. Welcome back to First Bell Podcast. Your premier one-stop shop for all things camp. We're back again. We are out here this evening. It is a beautiful evening, a festive evening. We are on one of the best decks on the island. Out on the point, the Red Lodge itself. Started in... When was it started, Matt? Oh, I don't know. It started a long time ago. That's a good question. It's a definite origin story here at camp. Um, part of the culture here. And one of their big events every year is the Jimmy Buffett Night, the Alumni Night. I'm polishing off my second chicken burger right now. Yeah, uh, Pat, were you ever in Red Lodge? What's up? What well, <clears throat> You know, I don't. I, I don't think they keep tabs on it like that. It's not. I mean, I'm effectively an alumni. I mean, you know, I'm a honorary, right? <clears throat> Where's Zach at? Can he be here? Uh, where is Zach? Yeah, Zach should be here. Uh, didn't the seniors need need his help or something? It feels like everyone's always asking us for help. You know. I love it. And yeah, what was their quandary? What was their conundrum? What was their... They didn't know what they wanted to have their theme be for the Red Lodge Carnival later in the year. They still they still don't have a theme? Red Lodge Carnival with no theme? I mean, this is bottom of the ninth. These boys need a paddle pinch hitter. By George Matt, these boys need some guidance and fast. You know, I always wondered... I didn't say anything at the alumni meetings, but I wondered about H-Dog's leadership style. But speaking of leaders... I wonder what Zach thinks. Let's see what Zach thinks. Yeah. Well, if he's not going to show up, we might as well just call him on the Red Lodge phone. Do you have a quarter? Yeah, one second. Here you go. All right. Here we go. Hey, Zach, where are you? The team needs your help. Huh? Okay. You're already on it. All right, I'll meet you there. He's down uh, by BJ's. He's with BJ? Yep. Bill Johnson, one of the founding members of Red Lodge. He's already on the case. He's trying to get some info from him. He's one of the founding members, a charter member of Red Lodge. He'll know exactly what to do. We better get over there. Yeah, I'll bring all the uh, podcasting equipment. I'll get over there. You go ahead. I'm gonna, I got one more of these chicken burgers to polish off and a little catching up to do. Um, but I'll catch up with you guys. Tell BJ he... Uh, he missed a spot on the lawn on the big ball field, but we can talk about it tomorrow. All right, will do. First Bell will be back after this short message. What if I told you that if you put on some glasses, you could see anywhere in the world? But what if you didn't wear glasses? Would you still put them on? Of course you would, because you want to take a look at your favorite place in the world. To reminisce about the years long past. To reflect on the great times that were had or perhaps to just take in the beauty of Deer Island. Sadly, these glasses don't exist. But you can go to www.kuchacheng.org slash webcam to see a 24-hour stream of beautiful Rainy Lake from a camera mounted on the Welcome Center. This stream even has sound, so you can hear the wind, hear the waves, and if you listen at night, you can hear the cicadas and loons. Wow. I mean, wow, 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 Whoa. I mean, wow, wow, wow. Oh my, wait, who is, Matt, do you see that figure in the woods over there? Oh yeah, who is that? Oh, wait, is that BJ? BJ? Hey, yep, BJ, is that you? Yes. Awesome, hey, do you mind, uh, we, we just want to sit down with you really quickly. We're having a little fiasco in Red Lodge. Do you mind joining us and sitting down with us in Red Lodge for a second? 
Sounds good to me. Awesome. BJ, let's sit down in the hot tub time machine and blast back to the 1950s. What was camp like back then? Well, that's, it was fairly primitive. We didn't have electricity like you we now have. We had the genera two generators, and we had about three buildings that got generators. That was it. If we go back to 48, when the camp was purchased by the Cincinnati Group, the buildings were in pretty bad shape. I first went camp in 1949 as a freshman in high school. Guy across the street from me said, hey, you want to go to camp? And I said, why, sure. So we ended up at Fairwood, and we could see uh, there was a grand council ring there, and I spent a summer there, and believe it or not, they had Red Lodge there. Whoa. Oh. And as a seventh grader, I was a member of Red Lodge. The youngest Red Lodge member. Can you tell us more about the original Red Lodge? Like, what exactly was the original Red Lodge like? Well, I don't. I I remember little about it at Fairwood. I know that in uh, 1951, I was a senior in the senior camp, along with all the others that were in the senior camp, and we became charter members uh, just because we were there. And then the whole idea that had been developed by Mason and whatnot at Faro is that you took young men, you showed them how to run a meeting, how to uh, run an organization, voted through a president and a you know treasurer and such, kept minutes. You can go back, I don't know where the minutes are, but they are still available uh, for the opening meetings way back in 51, 1951. The meetings were held in the lodge and that was for the first year. That was my last year uh, before I became a staff person. So that was the only year I really participated much in Red Lodge. And then the following year, they started building the actual Red Lodge. And I think after, the, because it, it was a senior project, no nobody else really worked on it other than seniors. And it was meant to be that way. And that over, it took a period of years, I don't know, I would say six or seven years to get the the Red Lodge built, and that was a David Nyland design building. And uh, after the first year, they got to the they got the floor built. That was that, that was as high as I got in the project. And then as years progressed, it, the logs were built, and it went up and up and up. And finally, I'm going to guess because I don't know that we have on record exactly the year it was finished, but I'm going to guess maybe '58 or something like that. BJ, Red Lodge now has a lot of mystery shrouded around it. Kids who are younger than seniors really have very little knowledge or understanding of what this organization is. Has it always been that way? Has it always been a sort of secret organization in senior camp? I don't know whether it was ever meant to be that way. Uh, I didn't realize people thought of it that way. Uh, the senior camp obviously was a little isolated from the other three groups, so they didn't mix a lot other than whatever activities remember too that they were out of camp a lot it's gotten more so over the years because earlier on we didn't have long trips you didn't go to the bay maybe they took two 14-day trips out things like that so i guess if you say it's become secretive i would say that's basically because seniors are just not there very much and Red Lodge is also very interesting because it's a self-sufficient organization within the organization. So Red Lodge has a budget. They make money through the Pop Shack. Has the Red Lodge always had a Pop Shack? What are the origins of the Pop Shack? They have 
had it for many, many years, and they there was nobody else that benefited from the Red Lodge, uh, from the Pop Shack uh, than uh, the Red Lodge did. I mean, that was a, basically the carnival came on at some later date. It didn't start. I, I don't know when that began, but of course, those are the two basic things that they made money from, and uh, that's how they contributed. And then, of course, as years went on, they took over the Red Lodge, as they call the Red Lodge barbecue. Yeah, and then things like Jimmy Buffett night. That's true, too. They had they had alumni night, too, usually at the end of camp. And most of that, most of the entertaining and whatnot and involvement of camp came later on. We didn't have that at the beginning, the mm. first few years, maybe the first eight years or so. What about Red God? Was Red God always part? Yes, it's that was sort of a mysterious thing. Nobody really knew what it was, per se. Uh, Tom Dupree carved a, a, a red a red dog for me, and I got it in a cabin. And I put it up when I'm up there during the summer, and I put it away <laughs> the rest of the time. So I, I, I can't tell you what it really meant. It's sort of godlike, I guess, spiritual in nature. But. We met the demon deer last episode, and, you know, Pat and I and Matt, we really had no idea of the existence of the demon deer. We always heard about it, but we didn't know it was true until we met the demon deer last episode. Do you know about the history of the demon deer? Has that always been a ritual of the seniors to go into younger cabins and, and, and kind of mess around with the demon deer? I never heard anything about it. Great answer. What do you think is the most important thing for a senior going through Red Lodge to take away? I think probably the leadership that they can develop. I mean, that's the whole purpose of Red Lodge, basically, is how do you become a leader? How do you run an organization? How do you lead younger people and whatnot? What do you think is the most interesting fun fact about Cooch that most people might not know about? I I don't know. The whole idea of Cooch was to go up there and have fun. I mean, that was that's still certainly we hoped that every kid goes home and had a lot of fun and at the same time grew in all the things they should grow in being independent from home and all that sort of thing. And what do you think is the magic of Cooch? Why do people come to this organization and then choose to stay with it for their entire lives? Oh, I don't know. I think they like the adventure and they like the fun. I think tripping certainly uh, was a big part of it. They get out on their first canoe trip and uh, hand it a wanigan or something or a pack and they look around at a portage and wonder what they're supposed to do. And all of a sudden they're out there and they find out that, oh, I can hardly do this. Yet they knew they had to build a lot of character that way. History. Was the law of the woods always a thing? Like from the start? Yes. What do you think the seniors should theme Red Lodge this year? What should they do for their carnival? Well, I guess the barbecue is probably... Probably where they should focus most of their energy. Yes. Yeah, they'll figure it out. They can come up with a theme for Red Lodge Carnival. They're a bunch of smart guys. We'll tell them to just get back to the roots. Well, BJ, thank you so much for sitting down with the First Bell Podcast. We are so honored to be able to sit down with you. Well, it's been fun. <laughs> I like to reminisce, and that's certainly part of it. Thanks again, BJ, for coming on. Uh, we're going to get back down to the seniors and see if we can give them a little bit of guidance. This has been First Bell. Until another moon has... You know what?
Guys, I'm gonna go check on Pat. He was supposed to be here. I'm gonna go, you know, see what happened to him. Yes, and then I said, like, if, if it's black, fight back. If it's white, good night. Am I right? <laughs> like, where's the bear mace, you know? It's like, geez. Hey, Pat, where were you? Oh, sh sorry, guys. One sec, guys. What's up, Matt? Oh, how'd the interview go? Yeah. It went great. Great interview. You know, we were missing you. What have you been up to? Oh, uh, <clears throat> you know, just talking, um, just talking with my senior boys, you know, big trip stuff. You, you get it, you know, it's, uh, you know, North Knife, uh, Big Knife, uh, Yellow Steel, Churchill Bay, you know, yeah, just the classics, classic routes, timeless. Oh, okay, Pat. Uh, hey, when you were at Hudson Town, did you take the train or fly back? Well, you know, I mean, it's like either, either you get hop on the plane, you get hit by the train. That's what, uh, <clears throat> that's what Arm used to say, and uh, Nickel, you know. All right, Pat. Yep. This has been uh, First Bell. Until another moon has come and gone, we'll see you in two weeks. Red lights for life.